Welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. Well, folks, we're back. We apologize for the extended delay, but, you know, as you come getting a little later in life, you find out that uh, life can get in the way. So I first let me apologize for the delay. We missed a lot of stuff out there, but we're ready to get going and preview sort of what to expect from a national championship run for both the men and women. We're going to go through all the the, the th- how things look right now based on the current rankings to get you prepared to understand exactly what conference championships mean, who, what, when, where, how, and why, and be paying attention to the rankings as they stack up going forward. But first, my quick apology. Uh, you know, the D3 golf guys here, we've, uh, we've been doing this for a little over a year, and uh, it's been awesome. But Unfortunately, at the beginning part of this year, I took another job in my career, which has uh, made me travel quite a bit uh, back and forth as I'm getting ready to relocate the secret D3 Golf Guys bunker. Um, all good. Things are good. Very good. Very positive for D3 Golf Guys. But as many of you that are old enough know that that can take up quite a bit of time and energy. And so uh, I've not had a lot of time to sit down and go uh, execute appropriately on a podcast. So with that being said, very happy to be back um, from our temp- in our temporary location as we continue to deliver exciting Division Three takes and results. So with that, let's jump into some of the information that we've got for you today. All right, let's get started with the ladies. All right, ladies. Uh, we're going to have a very, very tight, tight, tight national championship hunt because here is the numbers that are going to be going into the ladies national championship. We're going to get 24 automatic qualifiers. You're going to have two teams from pool B and three teams from pool C. Now we'll explain what all that means. The automatic qualifiers are certain conferences have reached to a point where they get an automatic qualifier. So if you win your conference, you automatically qualify for the national championship. That one's pretty easy. There are some conferences that have not reached that automatic qualifier status yet, um, but most of them are. There's a couple that haven't. We'll go through that. Pool B are schools that are not part of a conference or not part of a qualifying automatic qualifier conference. So, if you're not in a conference that has an automatic qualifier, you instantly go to Pool B. Pool B gets selected first. Then there is Pool C. Pool C is everybody who didn't win a conference championship or who is left over from Pool B. In the women's game, this is very, very, very tight. So, when we look across all the automatic qualifiers and everything else... We, let's look at really the first biggest piece here is which is Pool B. Well, in the women's game, Pool B is pretty much spoken for because the number one team in the country, Emory University, is a Pool B team. And what's worse is the number two team in the country is also a Pool B team, Carnegie Mellon so you've got one and two, they're going to take up Pool B. So Pool B conversation on the ladies' side, pretty quick. Um, number one team in the country, number two team in the country are going to take those two spots. All right. 
when we go to the, to the rest of the world, we have to kind of cruise around the automatic qualifiers and some of the other stuff. There are two other top 15 teams from Pool B that will, will flow into Pool C. One is Wash U and St. Louis. They're currently ranked number 11th. Trinity and Texas, also a Pool B team. They're 14th. All right, pretty good. We've got three spaces in Pool C. Well, my friends, here's where the bad news comes in. There's only a handful of conferences that have more than multiple schools inside, say, the top 15 to 20 that are out there. One of them is the New England Small College Athletic Conference, where you have Williams College, number three in the country, and Amherst College, number nine in the country. That means one of them is going to be in Pool C. For hypothetical reasons only, let's assume that Williams wins their conference and Amherst goes. If Amherst beats Williams, number three in the country is going to nationals. But let's just assume that Williams wins, Amherst goes into Pool C. They're number nine in the country. They instantly vault in front of WashU and Trinity, Texas. Okay. As we move forward, you know, where else do we look? Well, we go to the South. And in the South, the Southern Athletic Association, the SAA, has four teams inside the top 22. Center at number seven, Rhodes at 19, Barry at 21, University of South at 22. Now, I think Center will win that conference fairly easily, but if they don't, Center is going to go in the mix and bump some people out. That's not great for anybody else. But again, 19, 20, 22, you're not getting in front of number nine, Amherst, number 11, WashU, number 14, Trinity, Texas. Here's the other bad news for the people that I've already listed. Look at the Southern California Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, where you have Chapman University currently 23rd in the golf stat rankings, Pomona Pitzer at 8, and University of Redlands at 5. Let's assume that Redlands wins. Pomona Pitzer is ranked 8th. They go in front of Amherst. So now I've got Pomona at 8, Amherst at 9, Washu at 11, Trinity at 14. Nobody else is touching anybody above 14. That's four teams right there. I only have three spots. Now, that's not to say that, you know, somebody else loses their conference suddenly that's inside of those top ones and comes out of it. Where, you know, Washington and Lee, if they end up not winning the ODAC, they're 10, they go in and they bump out Wash U. Um, you know, but there's some other conference, other teams out there, like, you know, in, in other conferences where you'd be like, hey, NYU up in the Liberty League. If they don't win, I, I don't think they go to Nationals. They're 12. Well, I've got 8, 9, 11 right here, ready to go. Now, the good news for most, most of these teams are that the women's grouping tends to see a little less surprises when it comes to conference championships. But pretty much right now, the teams that I will be watching are WashU and Trinity on, from a Pool B perspective on what their rankings are. And then it's going to be who doesn't win the conference. And I would look at Pomona and Redlands and Amherst and Williams. Those are the two big ones. You know, if center doesn't win or some of the other top 10 teams don't win, that's the other big piece you want to be paying attention because they'll go. Uh, but typically, we see them take care of business. So from a 
perspective of the women's game, you know, we've got conference championships starting this week, rolling through, and, and everything else as we're coming down here. But I'm telling you right now, I think it's like a two-person race between who's getting the third spot right now. I think it's Washington and Trinity, Texas, as far as I can see. I don't know who else is going to challenge for that. We would need to see the rankings move, um, you know. And so, again, like if you're Mary Harden Baylor, who's hosting this year, by the way, you're 18th. Well, a win might move you up, but you need to win anyway because if you don't, you're not getting in. If they lose the University of Texas at Dallas, it, 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 who is 20 and very close to them, I don't. I don't see any way they can get in. Now I don't remember if the women have the automatic qualifier for the host. Um, I don't think they do anymore. Um, but I mean, that's that's how tight it is in the women's game right now. You know, would I like to see them? You know, increase the pool C here. I would. I think that would be a very positive move in the women's game um, because right now, if we're leaving out top fifteen teams, that doesn't feel right um you know I, I think when you look at how many teams you know support women's golf and things like that are automatic qualifiers it, it's less than the men and that's just you know the way some of this works but you know i, I we could use a, an extra couple teams in the in pool c for the women in my opinion as we look at this process you're going to kind of say whoa wait a minute mike you know we're a top 18 teams not going to nationals when I'm taking, you know, 29 teams. Yeah. That doesn't seem, that doesn't seem logical. Um, and if you remember last year's podcast, when we had this discussion, we talked about regionals. Regionals is not a division three thing, right? Division three is inclusive. We don't have enough money to do it. The NCAA puts that on for all the other divisions. Yes. It'd be nice, but we don't generate any kind of revenue in division three, there's no way we're going to be able to do regions, let alone the schooling and the cost and everything else that it takes for the schools to do it. So this is going to be the way we have to do it. The challenge here is, is you know, could we could we add three more pool C teams here? You know, if I if I had my chance to sit in front of the committee, I would say you should probably add three more teams to pool C for the women, or four, three or four. And then you get past the 15 mark from a national championship ranking in, and I think that's more than fair. But we'll, we, so it is. Uh, I know that I know the people on the committee; they do a great job. That's not to criticize them. That's that's just how things have stacked up with where things are in the game. And you know, we have so many fabulous women out there who are playing. And you know, we'll we'll go through in the next couple podcasts um, some of the individuals. Probably when we get some more results. But like right now, conference championships are going on. And again, I haven't seen any major upsets yet, but keep your eye on what we talked about, which is the Amherst-Williams Conference Championship, Redlands-Pomona. And, you know, the losers of those is probably going to get in, and then it's going to be a Pool B battle to the death between Wash U and Trinity, Texas, and anybody else that should slip up in their conference. So... From a women's perspective, I think that's pretty much what we have on that side of things. We're going to take a quick break to tell you about our friends at Titleist. Titleist, the number one brand in golf. And I've seen a whole bunch of Titleist in all my years around D3 golf. 
But the best thing they have going for them is the Titleist Pro V1 or Pro V1X. It's the best ball on tour. It's the best ball for college players. If you are a high-level player looking for the best golf ball around, there's nothing better than Titleist Pro V1 or Pro V1X. Get yours today. All right, let's go over to the men's side of the draw, and let's start talking again. So, on the men's side, we've got 32 automatic qualifiers. We've got two Pool B and we have nine Pool C. Back to our full field, unlike last year, based on COVID. So back to our full field, great news, awesome stuff. Unfortunately, it doesn't make it that much easier to get in because we are totally loaded across all of the men's game. All right, we're going to kind of do the same thing. We're going to talk about Pool B and what's going to be in Pool B and then what's going to flow to Pool C. And then we have a similar situation going on in Pool B in the men's game, where right now, number two in the country, Emory, is Pool B. Number five in the country is Babson. Number six in the country is Carnegie Mellon. Number seven in the country is Christopher Newport, all Pool B. So that being said, only two spots for those four. So let's take the two highest ranked, Babson and Emory, and put them in in Pool B. Well, the good news here is, we can put the other two in in Pool C because six and seven, there's nobody else left. Everybody else is going to be in there. All right, so that leaves only seven spots left for Pool C. All right, so where do we look? Okay, the one one spot we want to make keep an eye on is Gustavus Adolphus at 18 in the country in the Minnesota Conference. St. John's has already won the conference. They're in nationals. but So 18, so Gustavus is in Pool C at 18. Let's take a look at that because that's probably going to be about as far down as we can get. All right. The other piece here is we take a look at the North Coast Athletic Conference where we've got Wittenberg at four, Kenyon at 20, and Denison at 21. Now, Kenyon 20, Denison 21, they're lower than Gustavus at 18, but they've been playing some really good golf lately. Wittenberg needs to win that. If they, for some reason, stumble and let one of the other two teams win, they're number four. They're going in above everybody else. So that's one of the other places to watch there. The other couple places you should be looking is, again, as always, the USA South Athletic Conference. Now, we've as we've tweeted out before and we've seen, the, the USA South is eventually going to break up here. And I think it's next year. But right now, they have number one Methodist, number three Huntington, number 14 Greensboro, number 11 Piedmont. So Methodist is cruising along right now as we speak at a crisp 25 under, and they are going to walk away with the USA South Championship this year. Greensboro is going to finish second, Huntington third, and Piedmont fourth. That's what I'm looking at right now. I don't know that it's over, but it should probably be done conference play. I haven't been able to get all the way into it. So again, Greensboro finishes two hundred and three Piedmont four. Does that change some of the rankings of does Greensboro move up from 14? Does Piedmont fall back a little bit from 11 down? Does Huntington come down from three? Those are all really important things right now because as it would stand right now, Huntington would get in because they're three and then you throw Piedmont and Greensboro in to the mix, right? Okay. Now, the other couple leagues you have is the ODAC. ODAC has Hampton City at 19, Washington and Lee at 15. All right, well, if for some reason Hampton City or 
anybody else wins that other than Washington and Lee, you throw somebody else into the mix. The other conference you've got to look at is the SAA, where University of the South Suwannee is 9, Oglethorpe 17. If Suwannee doesn't win, they're 9, they're going in up in front. Now here's the good news on the men's side, and this is where I want to be able to get to the women, which is we should be able to get most of the teams in, and we should be able to get down into the 20s before we say, sorry, you're not in anymore, right? So let's put Huntington, Piedmont, Greensboro all in, all right? That gets us to five. That leaves four more teams, okay? Four more teams before we get to Gustavus at 18, okay? Well, that includes Oglethorpe at 17, uh, Perfect, Gustavus at 18, Hampton Sydney at 19. That's three more, leaving us with one more spot. I think, right? And then that probably puts you into the conversation of Hampton, Sydney, there, Kenyon, Denison, right in there. So, like, if you're looking at Denison and Kenyon, if you're Denison, you got to beat Kenyon in this in this tournament. You've got to get them. Because if you can leapfrog them, that might put you in the very end of the national championship pool C grouping. You know, the other thing, too, is some of these other schools, like an Oglethorpe, you can't let Barry at 22 get you because all of a sudden that might flip. Um, you know, not to say like, hey, if you get in, but realistically what I'm going to say is I think two teams from the ODAC get in, two teams from the SAA. I think all four teams from the USA South Conference. I think Gustavus is in a good spot with where they are. And I think then you look at can two teams from the North Coast Athletic Conference get in? That's going to be the big question. And you're going to have to walk to watch the rankings as they kind of filter out. You know, and here's the other question. Does somebody else not get in? You know, does University of Rochester not get in and therefore all of a sudden gets kicked to Pool C? Now they're 23rd, but again, like, it, we're, it's very tight here. You know, one loss to a team somewhere else. Oh, I, I forgot a total over conference. Mary Harden, Baylor, and University of Texas at Dallas. One of them's getting in, the other one's 10 or 13. So, I mean, this is how tight it is, right? Like, Concordia is 25th. I don't think, unless they win, I don't think they're in. So, when you look at this, you're like, okay, I've got three, one, four, five, six, seven. I've got seven already. That's with the, somebody from the North Coast Athletic Conference in. But anything can happen, you know? Does Gustavus play another tournament and all of a sudden fall to 20 and somebody else jumps in front of them? That's possible. Um, you know, that that's how tight it is. And that's why Pool C is so important. And it's also why when we talk about this during the beginning of the year, that who when you go to these tournaments where you have cross-regional tournaments, who you beat matters. Because they're going to look at head-to-head in, the, in that committee room. So if Gustavus went in and they are up against somebody else in... You know, the North Coast, if they're up against Kenyon, well, have they played? Were they both at the at the Indiana tournament, French Lick? Were they where were they together? Who won head to head? So those things matter, especially when you get them really close and the resumes look the same and the rankings are pretty close. That's why all of those tournaments matter. That's also why sometimes if you're not gonna win, where you finish matters. Finishing fifth is better than finishing seventh because you're going to get above two teams that you hadn't been above before. And when coaches talk about that kind of stuff, 
this is why. Because right now, one slip up in your conference and you finish fourth or fifth instead of second could drop you in the ranking enough to get you out of the national championship. Think about that, folks. Crazy, crazy stuff. But so, I, you know, when I look at it, the Pool B teams, I think, are pretty safe because they're not playing conference championships, so they're probably in. Now, who goes in in Pool B versus Pool C? You know, if you put Carnegie and Emory in for Pool B and move Babson to C, they're still getting in. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, but I think that's that's where you look and go, we've got seven spots in Pool C. Again, American Southwest Conference has got two top 15 teams. You know, SAA has two top, has a 17-19. University of the South, USA South has Methodist winning. Then you got 3-11 and 14. OD, the ODAC has 15 and 19. Minnesota has St. John's in and Gustavus at 18. Tell me who else is left. There's no spaces left. So that's why this will be really important. We'll be watching all of the conference championships. And our podcast, our next podcast will be post that, post those conference championships where we know and we get that updated golf stat, we'll be able to predict pretty close what's going on. But here's what I'm predicting now is, you know, if you're Denison and Kenyon, it's a battle to the death. And I would prefer to beat Wittenberg and not worry about it. You know, Gustavus needs to make sure they take care of business. Oglethorpe needs to make sure they don't win the conference. They need to finish second. You know, Hampton Sydney needs to make sure that if they don't win the conference, they finish second to Washington Lee in as close in strokes as they can. That's where we're getting to is, yeah, you're not even about winning your conference anymore. Are you at least making sure you don't finish third, which is a scary proposition because that tells you just how tight it is out there. So with that, super excited to be back. Thank you for being such great fans and such loyal fans. We are very excited. We also are probably not going to be at men's nationals this year. We originally planned on trying to do that based on travel and everything else we have going on. But there is a chance that we will show up at the women's national championship, which is probably better because they deserve a little bit of that love anyway. So we will follow up and let you know when and where and how and why. Uh, but that's probably where we'll be. We will come out and make at least one appearance out there for sure. Um, but we just don't know just when yet. Also, don't forget, d3golfguys.com. We've got our merch. Hit us up. I know we haven't been around a while, but hey, we're back. We're better than ever, and we're ready to help you out in your pursuit for a Division Three Golf National Championship. Good luck to all the competitors out there. And with that, we'll say, hit them straight. Cheers. <laughs>